one and all, back to another edition of the Dot Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Marcus, and you are joining me live at the Dot Comedy Studios. I'm joined in the newly refurbished Dot Comedy Studio by my boy Joey LaFaro. Joe, say hello to the people. It's really amazing the level of refurbishment. Like, it looks like nothing changed at all. I know, right? I told you, I'm going to get the Mexicans. I mean, they, they even put the dust back where it was. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. But we are not alone, Joey LaFaro. We are joined on the CPMMA fight line by the one and only Miss Candace August. Hello, Candace. Baby. Oh, there she is. Boo-hoo. And that's back to normal. Maybe her internet will work this week, Joey. We never know. Uh, it's always hit or miss. We need to get Candace one of those uh, Fios lines going into her home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she's still, she's still using that AOL dial-up uh, CD. <laughs> I like how she froze right there. <laughs> and we have a special guest this week, Joey LaFaro. Yes, we do. We have Mr. Anthony Oates back in the building. Hi. Hello. How's everybody going? We are doing awesome, Anthony. It is, it is great to have you on, sir. He is a, he's a very funny man, and we and we are happy to have him with us this week. And we're going to sit down and have a conversation with him a little bit later. I guess Candace decided that her internet needed a, needed a break uh, because she's gone now. But it'll be fine. It's fine. It, it, it's it's not no, it's not abnormal for us to lose Candace in the middle of the that episode. That happens from time to time. <laughs> that happens from time to time. But oh man, Joey, yo, exciting week, man. Yes, it is. Studio burned down. Yeah, fires and, uh, are, uh, fires we had are a, real. We had a whole fire. Um, I had to get the the dot comedy banner um, redone. I had to get a new one. All right, let's let's. let's I, all right, I'm gonna come clean. My grandma died. That's why we didn't have a podcast last week. Jesus it had nothing Christ. to do with a fire. Uh, like it was a it was a personal fire. It was a flame in my heart that went out. That's the fire that happened. Uh, so uh, R.I.P. Grandma uh, Travellini. Grandma Tribbiani uh, is is on her way. Don't do that. Don't do. <laughs> don't, do don't do. I'm sorry. I apologize. That is not. <laughs> this is not an episode of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Travellini, um, sweet lady, I did get to meet her uh, at one point, and she didn't look at me three times like I thought she would when I got near her china. Um, I thought I thought for certain she which, was gonna. She was gonna, impressive for her because that's the way she looked at every nurse. <laughs> I thought for certain she was gonna go, "Hey, what are you do, what are you doing over there?" And I just sat down and, and, and relaxed, and uh, I think I sat in the kitchen and we had ham. Now, that's what happened when I went over her house with you. It must have been. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not surprised by that. I just can't, can't place when that happened. It was a long time ago. It was like it was like at least six years ago. Oh man! But yeah, jo- Joey, we had um, it was it was a it was a long week. Yeah, long two weeks. Holiday, holiday happened. Anthony, holiday happened. How was your Thanksgiving, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, it was great. It was great. I um, we went over to Kevin's daughter's house and. Uh, her brother came over and some friends, and we ate until we were just stuffed like pigs. And then we went out <laughs> to Waldorf and hung out there and then came home and knocked out. 
Oh, cool. Awesome, That's man. Nice. That sounds like a good Thanksgiving. Uh, mine, <laughs> mine consisted of going to three homes. My Thanksgiving consisted of going to three homes. Um, okay, and uh, let's see. I went to I went first home I stopped. That was my grandfather's home. Um, where my cousin proceeded to say the same thing she says every year she has to cook Thanksgiving dinner. It's fuck this family. I don't want to cook for y'all ever again. This is the most ridiculous shit. Y'all need to stop bringing food to my house for me to cook. She says it every year, so we just keep bringing food by. She's going to cook it. She's the, wow. only, she's the only one left. There's a, there's a generational divide. She's the only aunt left. Like my aunts, my aunts have all passed on. My mom's passed on. She's the one from that generation of family members who we all go, hey, you better cook. Because <laughs> if you don't, we all going to fucking starve. Because that's the, they, none of us good at this shit. <laughs> and then, and I should then, probably try to learn well, before she's not the last one anymore. Well, here's the thing. She is, let's see, my cousin Debbie is 20 years older than me. So she was born when my mom was still in high school. You want to go to Vegas? <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I got to listen back to that to see what the hell he just said. <laughs> Something that just happened. But uh, but yeah, so she she's a part of that generation of family. Mm. So like everybody looks to her as the, the aunt now. Because mm. my mom passed away, my aunt's passed away. So now she's just the baby that was left. So she can cook. I know how to cook. I cook the whole Thanksgiving dinner. I have that, I have dad's giving every year. Anthony. Did, did, uh, did Candace leave once again? Yes, she dropped out. <laughs> Keep going. It's good. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's fine. So, yeah, every year for uh, the week of Thanksgiving, I cook um, a meal for me and my daughter. What do you cook? Uh, turkey breast, greens, mac and cheese, uh, corn br- um, stuffing, and gravy. And I do sweet potato pies. I cook like a southern grandma. If I okay. if I if I had more kids, if, if they would I, all be I fed. Can, I can vouch, Anthony. I, I I can't. I don't think I've had the rest of his Thanksgiving food, but his sweet potato pies are on point. They 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 okay. shattered some some minds. I'm gonna tell Patty. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell her. She'd be on my ass. I know how that works out. Um, but yeah, so so I have that. I have the the dad's giving day, and then. I went to my grandfather's house, and then I went to my my new my new girlfriend's house. Um, she has a large family, uh, so it was a lot of people that I got to meet. That after we had the conversation after dinner, I don't know if I ever see most of them again because it's like it's like yeah, that's my cousin. I only this is like the third time I've seen them in the entire life of the family. So you might not see them ever again. I'm like, I got along with them though. They were, they were the nice ones that like, we shook hands. I dapped them up. It's like, yeah, you ain't gonna see them too tough. And I was like, damn, that's gonna suck. Did you tell them that you were a comedian? I did not because I am not, uh, <laughs> I am not a comedian. Andy. I, I, oh. I, don't, I don't know if you've listened to the dad comedy podcast. I am the DJ. I'm the one who who, oh, who, who makes. I, I might have tagged the wrong person. There. I thought that it was like comedy. Mar- I don't know. Maybe I tagged the wrong person. Tag Marcus D- Brown. <laughs> tag Marcus Brown. Uh, it's DJ Marcus dot comedy. That's usually what the what the, what the tag oh. is. Yeah, because it's always attached to the brand. Mm-hmm. We got to be attached yeah. to the brand. So yeah, so that, that's you. That you probably tagged me in it, but yeah, I'm I'm not a comedian um, mm-hmm. at the moment. Now this that is not to say. That I will not dive into the stage 
at some point in the near future, but I got to get a set together and I got to make sure that, uh, that I can actually tell jokes because I'm, 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 I've been told the last couple weeks that I'm very quick witted, but I cannot formulate a set to save my soul. I sit there and I try. I, he I was gets like, rattled when he gets put on. The I spot. do. It's it's weird. Like even on the podcast, like sometimes I'll just be sitting there and going, I, 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 maybe you should take over, Joey. I have to ask if he's okay. <laughs> Candace, but, do you just not want to hear about our Thanksgiving? Is that what's she keeps clicking in and out like she's just changing We're still the channel. Talking about Thanksgiving, I don't need to be hard part of this. <laughs> You know, I have to launch StreamYard like five times in the beginning of the show before it actually works for me. Y'all know the drill. Don't don't act brand new. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so, and then the night ended with white people. Um, ended, As did mine. Ended my evening. The same white people. With the same white people. Me and Joey have a every tradition where we where we take our, our Thanksgiving day and we, we end it the way the pilgrims did. At some white folks' house. Staring at pies I couldn't eat. St- staring at food. That's a slightly, slightly, slightly seasoned the wrong way, um, but we, but that's my family. I, I, I visit them every year, uh, Chef Dave's family, and this year I got the chance to wow. Now I've never seen wow and amazement on people's faces as much as I did this year when I gave them a sweet potato pie, and they all looked did at you, me. Did you make it? I made it. I made my own nice. sweet potato pies. And I gave it to them, and they all took a slice, and they looked at me as if I had given them the Holy Grail. They said, "This is mo- this is this is." How- He's not exaggerating either. <laughs> Where'd this come from? Because I was like, yeah, "I made it," and they're like, "Nah, nah, this is too good." And I was like, "See, that's when I start feeling myself." And I'm like, "Okay, did I do it? Did I do the damn thing? Because I, I think I did the damn thing, but I don't know for certain." But then Joey can t- can attest to it being a great pie. It is a great pie. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to freeze dry two pies, okay? So here's what I'm, I'm going to do. Anthony and Candace, because I don't think Candace believes it, because Candace's eyes have not looked up. I know Candace is eating from the elders. Uh, she was there when the first sweet potatoes were picked, so she knows how the first sweet potato pie is going to taste. So I'm going to send you one. I'm going to put it in a package, Candace, and I'm going to send it to you. Just, just okay. Again, Candace, you got to send me your address. Nope. For me to get, for me to get that. Pie. I'd rather not. I'd rather you not know my location. <laughs> you look, you creepy. You creepy. It. It, was it the low voice? Did the low voice fuck I it up? I don't know, but I need you to give me one of those pies for my girlfriend. I she's got gonna you. Kick my ass if I don't. I got you. Well, Anthony, you can send me your address, and I'll I, next the next batch of pies. I'll send you one. And I'll give Joey's girlfriend a pie. Yeah, so I live in Southeast D.C., so I don't think that pie is going to make it past the, um, the phone. <laughs> I don't think you the, just get it to him from your yeah, from it won't make it house. I could, like, walk it to you. I live in College Park. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we, we will link up, have, and I will get you that pie. Have they never had sweet potato pie before? What was the amazement? They have never eaten no. sweet potatoes, sweet potato pie, because I think they've only eaten canned yams, so that's what they thought it was going to taste like, yam. I think the whites eat pumpkin pie. Yes. Yeah, I'm more of a pumpkin pie person anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, see, now, <laughs> I, now, now I feel like the gauntlet's been I, thrown down. Because every time someone says more that. Pump, pumpkin pie versus sweet potato pie. Both with some heavy whipped cream. Oh! <laughs> every time someone says that. I've changed, they, they I've changed minds. Pie. I've changed minds every time someone's throwing that gauntlet in front of me. So uh, it, is, it, will be, it will be hurtled over. Um, but Joey, how was the rest of your Thanksgiving, bro? Uh, well, after after the grandma thing happened, I mm-hmm. decided yeah. to go do stand up because you know <laughs> therapy. Um, 
But they decided, well, they didn't decide. The mic decided that it didn't want to be part of open mic night. Oh. On Wednesday at 9 a.m. <laughs> so my first chance to perform on stage without a microphone doing stand-up. Screaming stand-up? Yes, it was fun. Uh, until we, I don't know. Sometimes you see somebody doing things on stage, and you're not sure if they're a genius or if they're crying for help. Uh, I'm just, I don't know if you guys know Cameron Goads. Friend of the show. Cam, yes. Cam came on towards the end of the night, and there wasn't a lot of audience left. It was mostly comics in the back of the room. But uh, he proceeded to go say, I hate this, and then take the mic stand and put it on one of the tables and then f- start flipping chairs over. And then he <laughs> continued his set like nothing was wrong. And our good friend of the show, Chris Lawrence, was standing next to me when this was happening. And he would whisper in my ear, what is he doing? <laughs> and then what we noticed was there was a pattern. Every time one of his jokes bombed, uh, he then turned over another chair. And then he, like violently? No, just like gently set it down. That's all I think it was more even oh, more disturbing. Like, okay, like a chess piece. Like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a, like, like a chess piece, but in protest, I guess, of... There not being a microphone, and then he was like, "Thank you. This has been the worst experience of my life," and ran away. <laughs> like he left his notes and everything. So we don't know if this was like just a genius way to explore the space, or if he was having a really hard time. Maybe both. We just performed together on Wednesday. What's today? Saturday. Then um, what's that place? Silver Spring. Together. Silver Branch Brewing. No. Uh, no, it was Hakuna Matata. Oh, that's in Wheaton. Uh, Wheaton, yeah. Wheaton. Oh, yeah. Wheaton. Oh, that was a Art Garfield production. Yes. Friend, How was that? Friend to the show. Uh, it was great. I headlined, so it was, you know, towards the end. I had some friends come up from out of town. Um, some great comedians on the show. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh yeah, man. We we're happy. That, we're happy that you you were you got a had a great experience with uh with art. Uh, Joey's. <laughs> what? I, I, no comment. No comment. Right. Oh, y'all got some tea. What's the tea? Uh, just, was that the last episode? Here's the thing. Um, yeah, it was. That's last episode. Uh, so a few, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was there. So we did his first show at Hukuna Matata. Uh, I was one of the guest spots for Mike Brooks, and uh, I, there's a previous. I won't reiterate the entire occurrence because we just talked about it last episode, but um, it was a, it was a, it was the first episode. You know, it was like the first episode in a new venue. There were some kinks that probably needed to be worked out uh, that hadn't been worked out yet. So uh, we'll leave it at that. That's the call. That's as much as I want to say. As much as Joey wants to say and be politically correct on the dot comedy podcast, which we normally are not. We are normally never politically correct, but Joey wants a career in this field. Yeah, I can't be burning bridges. And I, and, and I can't be the guy to burn it for him. So I will I will let him let him say his political statement and we will move forward uh, adjusting. Um, so, Candace, what did you do for this Thanksgiving season? Now, I know you're thankful for a lot of things, especially that, that pretty ring uh, that you that you did receive because someone did like it. So they did put a ring on it. Uh, but so so what what uh, what did you do this Thanksgiving season? Um, I, my parents came to visit me and my sister 
hey, Kevin. <laughs> and my sister um, surprised me. I didn't even know she was coming. So um, my parents are here. And whenever my parents come, I like plan an itinerary. Like, these are the things we're going to do. I'm going to take you here. I'm going to take you there. Okay. And one of the things that I had planned was that we could go fly kites at sunset. Okay. Because um, it was a pretty windy day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then by the time we were supposed to go fly kites, it the wind had stopped. So I'm walking in the door. I don't know my sister's here to surprise me. I'm walking in the door just saying, oh, today is ruined because I was talking about the fact that they had no wind. And as I say, today is ruined, I turn around and my sister was standing there with a sign that says, I'm so thankful for you. And she was like, it was awesome. She's amazing. (laughs) Oh, that's great, man. See, Thanksgiving's a time for happiness, Joey LaFaro. I'm I'm a firm believer in people being happy this this time of the year and uh, thankful for their family. I was thankful for like, their friends. I Hold was, on, wait. Another another monumentous thing happened. Oh, okay. My mom was deathly afraid of water and has been for years. Um, recently started taking swimming lessons about a year ago. Okay, she's trying to get over her fear, and so um, we went kayaking. She got in a kayak, like she actually got in it, and like when she when That's we got ballsy. a little bit. Out, she wanted to come back, but she got in a kayak and like actually like paddled out. It was amazing. All right, that's, mom. That's, yeah, awesome. that's crazy. Last yeah. time I was in a kayak, I fell in the Potomac. So that, that hasn't happened since. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. I fell. I fell in the Hudson River off of a jet ski. But anyway, um, so but we yeah, both so have she cancer. The- <laughs> basically, <laughs> what? So we both have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, much. In the Hudson and the Chesapeake, y'all. <laughs> That's probably what started COVID. Me and you <laughs> falling in this. Yeah. <laughs> it's the butterfly effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If something oh, happens yeah. in, in the Potomac, it has to happen in the Hudson. Uh, oh, my God. It felt disgusting. Like, I I was, when I felt in that Hudson River, I was like, this is definitely toxic waste. I don't know. What, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to die a little bit after this. I can feel it. I will say I had my first African Thanksgiving because I went to my girlfriend's house. Oh yes, yes. oh cool. Her family, and that was interesting, uh, because like there was just like some things going across the table that just were things I wasn't expecting. Like okay. her and her sister had something that happened off camera that I wasn't aware of, so there was a little bit of tension there. Ah. That, that like kept bouncing up and down, but they weren't going to do it in front of mom. But you could see that it like, got a little heated, but they would back it off. And then the same thing happened. Cause so instead, like they, there was Turkey, but there was also uh suya and they were talking, they got the suya from somebody and her brother goes, da, 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 something, something don't, we're not going to get it from there, from them again. And my sister's like, why? And he's like, I don't want to get into it, but when someone threatens your life, you don't want to deal with them anymore. And I'm like, no, you can't say that and leave that be because we're eating food from these people. <laughs> I put Can you food tell us all what suya is? Because I don't know. It it's is, spicy beef. It's a spicy beef dish. Uh, spicy African beef, beef dish. If you have the opportunity to try it, I highly recommend it. It is delicious. Is the beef minced? Not it's necessarily. It's more chunked. It's, chunked. Like, it's like in strips, tiny strips. Okay. Or like a stir fry? Almost, yeah. 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 Okay. And what part of Africa is she from? She's Senegalese? No. no. Nigerian. Oh, God. Niger- okay. 
You about to get Joey cut. That was a... <laughs> About to get Joey all the way fucked up. I like that. That's like a deep guess too. It's like no one. That's not the anyone's first guess. Is she from the Congo? Out of the whole continent. (laughs) (laughs) I was born in the Congo. I designed a pyramid so tough that a star that only glows every 103 years falls into the center. Amen. Fine, perfect life. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, we we damn. I don't even know where to go with that one because I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, Thanksgiving time for time for thankfulness and happiness. Um, I did work Thanksgiving. I suggest to anybody um, over the age of thirty, uh, stop working retail as best you can. Find something to do successful with your life so that you don't have to deal with people. Wanting, oh my god, wanting a frozen turkey at at seven o'clock in the morning. So they can feed and poison their family by three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. This is nightmare time for you, right, Marcus? Oh, Working in a grocery store and Thanksgiving. The butt fucking worst. It is the yeah. horrible time for me because at the I end of the imagine. day, all people want to do is get on my goddamn nerves. No, I do not have any more stovetop stuffing. No, I'm not getting another truck in today on Thanksgiving Day. You knew you needed this shit a month ago. You could have bought on. it then. It ain't go bad. Conversely, you as the grocery store manager knew that Thanksgiving was coming. So why did you not order double the stovetop stuffing is what I'm saying. I did. And so did the store that does $300,000 more than me. So they got the double order and I got a half a single order. This is how the shit rolls downhill. Don't come to a neighborhood store looking for bullshit. See, this is when I get angry about Thanksgiving. I don't want to get angry about Thanksgiving this year. I was trying to be peaceful about it. I was trying to trying to make sure people understood how happy retail workers really are. Because, you know, when the pandemic started, Joey, everybody loved us. Everybody's like, you guys are essential. We love you. Now they say the same bullshit they said but way before the pandemic. You're just mad you're not getting bribes anymore. I am so mad about that. God damn it. I need I need a t- I need a twenty dollar uh, sweet potato pie to go out the store. It costs two. <laughs> Trying to get a tw- twenty spot so you can give a hot tip on soap products. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man, I, I did work, uh, but I got off early, so I didn't do a whole lot of work. Uh, but I did enough to make it look like I did something that day. Um, but hey, Thanksgiving. I've been doing this too long. I think I think next year I'm taking off Thanksgiving Day. Well, that'd be really smart. That'd be the, that'd be the new the new thing for me is taking off Thanksgiving Day, and I'll, I'd recommend it. Like yeah. if I worked in the grocery store, I would think that Thanksgiving Day would be the most stressful of the whole year. I would also think they wouldn't let me take off. Like I think that's a fireable offense. Yeah, My, yeah, that would be a mandatory day. Probably the whole leadership team was gone except me. Oh, so you just did. I would it last. probably work to get the coins, but not really work. Like I would be there. Oh, normally, normally that's what that's how my Thanksgiving is. I wear a white shirt, a bright, like freshly bleached, pressed white shirt, because I tell everybody my job today is to shake hands, kiss babies, and point you in the right fucking direction. It is not to touch shit. I ain't stocking nothing. I ain't scanning nothing. So if y'all standing a fifteen person long line, that's on you. Should have left the house last week. I wouldn't even be thinking. I would be like, oh yeah, it's either on aisle four or aisle six (laughs) or aisle five. Either one, just one of those. Yeah, you have to go over there. Walk one of those, and you'll find something you need. (laughs) It's in that middle area. It's that middle right area of the store. Oh my goodness! But yeah, man, Thanksgiving, man. We got Christmas coming up, Joey. You got your gifts yet? You got your gifts done? Some. Some? 
Anthony, you got your gifts all done? Um, yes. What are those? <laughs> I haven't even started. <laughs> the only people I bought gifts for are you and her. <laughs> well, thank you, Joey. Joey, Joey buys me Christmas gifts every year, and I, I look like a good ones. I look like an asshole every year because he be like, "Hey man, here I bought this for you." Now usually they're self serving gifts. Like he'll buy me something. That's not true. When we were roommates, he bought me a uh, a speaker for my TV because the speakers were pointed directly at his room, so he wanted something that would point them back at me, so he couldn't hear whatever I was listening to all night while he was trying to sleep. <laughs> self serving, and he bought my daughter a cabinet so that she could put all her stuff in. So it wouldn't be in his area of the house. So it would be everywhere. Let's be honest. <laughs> it was everywhere. There was no it was other, still everywhere. She had no place to put them. It was still every fucking where. It didn't matter. My daughter's a damn savage. I personally will be buying everybody's Christmas presents the same way I always do on the 23rd on Amazon Prime. So that's <laughs> every year. Every year? Amazon Prime, the week of, and it never fails me. Hey, I'm, I'm all If that. I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> if I do that, but yeah, that sounds about right, Candace. You might get one of those Brown Thursday gifts. You know the ones after the holiday. I call that Brown Thursday. That's when you get you don't. It's not Black Friday because no one's expecting that shit. Not Brown Thursday. <laughs> I didn't realize wit that it was like at the, uh, the X- Xbox. I know. <laughs> That's a terrible. I not want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Brown Thursday. Not on Brown Thursday. Uh uh-uh. uh. I like how it hits subtle around the whole call. Everybody <laughs> went. Bad. Wait a fucking minute. Did he say Brown Thursday? That's a <laughs> That's the word. What are your Brown Thursday specials? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> that stopped me in my track. I know it did. I just am amazed that uh, the uh, the Xbox One and or X and the PS5 came out this year um, because the price is the same. <laughs> it still had that dumb, dumb uh, brand new pricing. I don't understand that it's a year later and we're still doing this shit. Are they 500 bucks still? 600 $700. Oh, fuck no. Yeah, that's what I heard, that because they're in low supply, they're actually more than they were when they were released. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they're like $800 or something now. Yeah, I did see that. I love my brother, but damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I follow, yeah, I follow. That's not going to be the gift this year. <laughs> I follow Amazon drivers on, in, on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, and like six of them posted the same thing. Y'all lucky I'm not a thief, because their their trucks were loaded with uh with Xboxes and Playstations. <laughs> like Amazon, lucky as shit, I'm not a thief. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers need to stop posting that you gonna steal from this goddamn company. That's that's eight hundred dollars though. Like I'm gonna just go ahead and play Nintendo <laughs> or something. I'll play tic tac toe before I spend eight hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. The game of life. <laughs> Right? I mean, I'm like, not gonna spend what? that. I'm barely gonna spend that much to buy it for myself. I'm definitely not buying a gift at that price. No, that's not a gift. That's insane. You better insane. be like. I mean, unless you're, like you're, unless you're fucking that person. Yeah. And even then, <laughs> even then, that's a little steep. Even then, that's, that's a little <laughs> more than fuck it. I think. <laughs> I mean, does that come with any games, controllers, anything? It's yeah. just it's controllers. Like, it's gotta come with a controller. It's the add-ons for me. Yeah, I mean, I need two controllers for that. I need a, a few games. Like, what is it coming with? It is not coming with Duck Hunt and <laughs> Mario Brothers. <laughs> and Tetris. No. 
That's when you. That's when you give up. You go to the mall and get the little like controller that plugs into the TV that has all those games on it. Because yes. it all fits on them. Those games fit on a card about yay big. <laughs> yes. Oh man, but yeah, man. It has been a it's been a long week, but Joey, uh, we're happy to be back in the studio. Yes, sir. And you know what we're gonna do, Joey. What's that? We're gonna take a quick break, man. Ah. And you know what we're gonna do when we come back from break? What's that? We're gonna have a conversation. We should. We're Mr. Anthony Oates. This is the first time he's been on the Die Comedy Podcast. Yes, yeah, I'm so happy to have him. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sit down and have a conversation. Just meet the young man from D.C. And see what he's all about. Because he's, he's a friend of ours and he's a, he's a family member now. So we want to meet him real up close and personal like. We'll see you in a minute when we get back, folks. With more fun and more thrills on me, Die Comedy Podcast. <laughs> And her name was Brown Sugar. See, we be making love constantly. That's why my eyes are a shade. Blood burgundy. The way that we kiss is unlike any other way that I be kissing. When I'm kissing, what I'm missing, won't you listen? Brown Sugar, baby. I guess high off your love. I don't know how to be. And we're back on the Dot Comedy Podcast. This segment of the Dot Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Smooth My Balls. That's right, Smooth My Balls is the official shaver of the Dot Comedy Podcast. You need to pick yourself up one. You know what you need to pick yourself up? A Turf Chopper 3.0. And if you use the link on our link tree, you will also get 20% off a Smooth My Balls Turf Chopper 3.0. And you know what? You know what? Who's going to like that, Joey LaFaro? Who that? All those brown sugar babies. Oh. They're going to love it. They gonna, they gonna, they gonna, you, it's going to make you smooth as D'Angelo. Do, do women like it too? Because I, I can't afford no, no babies. Nope. I ain't got baby money. You ain't got baby money? Well, guess what? You I, ain't got, got, I ain't got baby sugar. Yo, well, you need to get yourself a smooth my balls, Turf okay. Chopper 3.0, and it may trim back those babies. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that works that way, I don't, but... I don't like where you're going with that. I don't think so either, but we're back on the Dad Comedy Podcast. I am DJ Marcus, Joey LaFaro, Candace August, and our special guest this week, Mr. Anthony Oates. Like I did that love talking slow jam voice to introduce the, the, uh, the interview segment, Joey? Yes. <laughs> See, I need you to be more amped to be about the, the, the different shit I do to make this podcast work. You We're fight. not amped. Let's get to Anthony, please. I, I do, I'm doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that you're I, not getting, you're not getting hyped I, about either. Okay, fine. Fuck it. Yeah. Anthony Oates, welcome to the Dot Comedy Podcast, sir. As you can see, we are a ragtag group of misfits who did who did a good thing a long time ago, and we're still riding on it today. But we're happy <laughs> to have you, sir, joining us here this week. Oh, uh, I definitely do remember you on at a couple of our shows. Um, and I do remember seeing you around the DC comedy scene back when we were doing our, our shows every week. And I was following Joey as his uh, informal entourage. I remember seeing you at a couple shows uh, that I think Alex was putting on and you were at a couple of them. More than likely. Yeah. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to Alex Starr. Um, but yeah, Anthony. Andy, so we'll start, we'll start where we, we try to start at the beginning. Sandy, tell hold us. on, hold on. Before we start with Anthony, we all need to say congratulations. Anthony is recently engaged. Did y'all know that? I did not know I that. I did not know that. Congratulations, congratulations sir. Congrats to Anthony. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, too. He's sitting here smiling. Oh. I was so happy to see that. That bracelet was gorgeous. Okay. Yeah, it didn't fit. I had to take it back and get another one. Oh. What? You couldn't just have a pink or something? 
Tanya, you know I went through the motions to update. You couldn't add a link to it. It was so I had to get it on. But I mean, I like. But we're gonna get rings anyway. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, okay. Your fiance there with you? Yes, he is. Oh, okay. What's his name? Kevin. Kevin. Well, Kevin, welcome to the Dot Comedy family. You are part of our extended family as well. Absolutely. Love him. Love him. Now, you had said you didn't like rings. You changed your mind? Well, yeah. When I went in to exchange the bracelet, I saw some nice ones. <laughs> and I was like, you know, and I, I texted him a picture of, I was like, hey, maybe I should just like get trading the bracelet for like a ring. And he was like, we'll just get rings. You know. Nice. Oh, is that Kevin Fat Vegan Sutton? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I saw the name and I was like, Who the, "Who's fat vegan?" Now, <laughs> threw me off for a second. Okay. Cool. <laughs> he's he's watching us this week. Oh uh, man. But yeah. So Anthony, where did you start working in comedy? Where Where did you start getting into the comedy scene? So to make a long story short, because it's a super long story. Um, let's see. I. Okay, do I want to give the Oprah Winfrey version or the Arsenio Hall version? (laughs) Okay, the Oprah version. So I'm a recovering drug addict. Um, I've um, been doing cocaine for over 20 years. Um, My life was going nowhere. Uh, It was just like, just spiraling out of control. Uh, One night I was super high. I was like, I prayed. I was like, oh my God, like God, like I don't even, why am I even here? I don't want to be here. Look, something's got to change. I don't want to do drugs anymore. One, two, where's my love? Like, I give out all this love that nobody loves me. Like, where is that? And three, what is my purpose? Like, why why am I here? Um, Three weeks later, I met Kevin. Uh, Simultaneously, uh, I started taking a workshop for for comedy. Okay. and I was on the road to recovery. Awesome. Um, and then in November, so the way that started, I worked at a natural hair care salon. Uh, everybody was like, oh, you're funny. Oh, you're funny. Funny, 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 <laughs> funny, 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 funny. And then um, this guy was like, hey, I think you're funny. One of my friends is a comedian. I'm going to give you his name. And, you know, y'all can hook up. And like, so I, was, I took the name and I looked at it and I was like, wow. And then I like, threw it away. Um, and then another per, another client came in. She was like, yo, you are so funny. Blah, blah, blah. You should take this workshop. Long story short, I took the workshop. Um, it was in Laughing Color with Chelsea Short. Um, oh, Chelsea's awesome. And uh, we, they did like a, um, like a showcase. After the workshop, this lady who was like a mentor, um, Safari, um, she uh who's passed away rest in peace she uh pulled me to the side after the showcase now when i gave when i did my first set things were in my head like after i got my first wave of laughter Mm -hmm. um one i was like you gotta stop doing coke like you just gotta stop you just have to Mm -hmm. uh two this is your purpose you should have been doing this your whole life like this is where this is like what you're supposed to be doing um then afterwards, um, she pulled me to the side and she was like, hey, um, 
I'm going to hook you up. With, I see something in you. I think you've got what it takes. I'm going to give you the name of this guy. I know him. He's a comedian. He'll, um, you know, you know, show you the ropes. Looked at the name. It was the same name that the client had given me months prior to that. And there's no way that these people even knew each other. Yeah. Is it Alex? Is it Alex? It was Alex Starr. <laughs> it was Alex Starr. I met Alex. We uh, At the time, it was just like the beer baron. It wasn't like the comedy loft at that time. Uh, we met at the bar. And they, I, you know, I was... We met at the bar, and Alex was, you know, three shades in the wind at, by that point. And he's talking all out, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I got, I, I heard you're funny. I'm gonna put you on, and you know, blah blah blah." And I'm, he was like, "Are you ready? Are you ready?" And I'm thinking, like, he's think talking like figuratively. Am I ready? I'm like, "Yeah, I'm ready." You know, I'm saying like, "Let me know when the show is." And he was like, "No, I'm about to put you up now." Because I didn't know that there was like a curtain. That curtain. Yeah. <laughs> then you pull back the curtain. There's like a hundred people. Going. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm going to put you up. And that man has been putting me up for six years. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't give Alex like his just due, but he's mm-hmm. built a lot of comedians. Yes. The place that they're at. And I am forever grateful for Alex Starr because, and I will never you know what I'm saying? Not be grateful for what he's done for me because he's put me in places where I probably would not have been had access to uh, without him. Yeah. And he, you know, he's opened a lot of doors and I'm appreciative. I, I pre- appreciate him. I love him. Uh, he's definitely a good friend of mine, but that's, you know, basically how it got started. And awesome. he kind of showed me the blueprint and I ran with it. Okay. Yeah, man. Nice. I, I, that that story makes a hundred percent sense because <laughs> almost the same thing happened to me. Except you know, I didn't have people telling me I'm funny. Uh, <laughs> at like any point. So, but you know, but Alex, the Alex part is a hundred percent accurate. Oh man. So so when you when you started getting into comedy, who who do you think so you pulled a lot of comics pull from other com- comedians and say, "Okay, this is these are the people who are going to influence my style of comedy." And who do you think you pulled from to actually get your style the way it is? Um I don't Now there were people that I looked at that um that I said, I like what they're doing. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that I patterned myself after them, but as far as like, let's say stage presence, confidence, um, the way you go, the transitions, um, a lot of, I looked at a lot of people who I felt like were on another level than I was at that point. Um, people like Paris Sachet, and a lot of them are women, to be honest. Paris Sachet, Candace, August, um, Frankie, mm. um, you know, like these were, I look, because I'm gay, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> yeah. like, uh, you know, I feel like men sometimes, um, you know, they don't, especially straight men, they don't have that balance mm. sometimes. And women can pull from both masculine and feminine. Um, so yeah. with, with that, with them, these strong women who, um, you know, had kind of paved the way for me, mm-hmm. uh, and who I looked at and admired, um, you know, in the beginning stages and still to this day, but those were people that, um, 
you know, that I really look. And Alex, Alex, Alex is a beast when it comes to like the way he thinks mm -hmm. um, and his fearlessness, oh, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. his deliveries sometimes. Um, he's really good. I've said it so many times. He's one to me, as far as just raw talent, in the top of comedians that I've seen, dead, alive, famous, underground, what, like he's just extremely talented. And it's just like, you know, he's he's dealing with his demons. And I think that keeps him from being where he could and should be, because he's amazing. He is, mm -hmm. he is. And he'll, and hopefully, prayerfully, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he'll get there. Yeah. Like, but the talent is there. And he is there. Faves, definitely in one of my faves, but like, you know, even people like, um, I pull from my cohorts. Like, you know, I love Keith Corey and and um, yeah, and uh, and Rollo. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, they're we have all have different styles, but there there's something about their delivery, their cadence, their confidence on stage. Haywood, you know what I'm saying? Like that infectious laugh. You know, Haywood really taught me that it's okay to laugh at your own jokes. You know, <laughs> sometimes that actually allows the audience to laugh with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Haywood's one of those people that that every time you talk to him, you learn something. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many other comics I could say that about, but I, I know that I could say it about him. So that's another bonus of of working with somebody like that too. Definitely, definitely good dude. Definitely good dude. Uh, Anthony, now I do have an Anthony Oates story. Okay. Okay. So, um, my 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 current girlfriend, she got me tickets to see Bruce Bruce at the DC Improv, and they and we were go, we were going down the list, and I was like, and I saw your name as performing at the DC Improv. And I was like, wait a minute, I know him. And I started going down this whole list of like names of people. And I was like, I know a lot of these damn people who have either come through the Die Comedy, either been on the Die Comedy podcast itself, or have come through my sphere. And I've been like, hey, I know that guy. I know that guy. And I was like, holy shit, these people are all making it to the place where I have to pay to come see them. I'm actually doing, I don't think I'm doing very well in this comedy game because I'm paying to see them now. And I've been with them since the beginning of them. <laughs> so, so you I was, have, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it was what one of for Bruce Bruce. What was that? No, this was in the that was in the main stage. We were yeah. in the lounge. He, we did oh. uh, five shows mm -hmm. for the weekend, uh, and I hosted them. Okay, oh, cool. so you were, awesome. you were hosting those shows. Okay, cool. Because I, I think I I saw all of you come out like as Bruce Bruce's show ended. I think your show was ending around the same time, so all of y'all, all the comedians that were on that that stage came out, and y'all were standing to the side. But I was with my girl and her friends, so I couldn't just step off and come shake all five comedians who I've met through that comedy, <laughs> shake all their hands and go, "Hey guys, I'm proud of you guys for being here." But I was like immensely proud to see your faces on like a marquee of note in the DC comedy scene, which is it's one of those things where I go, where I go, dude, I I've, I've watched that person. And Lord knows the improv is selective. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, hey, Candace and I have had these conversations like, <laughs> you know, over and over and over again. Um, you know, it's just the, I try to put that work in, but also it's about putting stuff into the universe and kind of just, sometimes you just have to ask for it. Mm 
-hmm. you know, you just have to, and I, I'm definitely either you're going to say yes or no. <laughs> and then I would rather know the answer than just sitting in limbo. So I'm definitely a, a person who will reach out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, man, but definitely, we are definitely proud of you here at Die Comedy. Uh, we, we've seen, we've seen the growth and, um, and, I, and again, every time I see, like, every time I see your, your name on something or I see Paris's name on something, cause I remember Paris being on the podcast before she got to where she is currently. And she, I was like, okay, she's funny. And we, we, I did my normal banter when I do with female comedians, which is flirt unnecessarily back and forth with him. It didn't work. Creepy. I see where I creepy. Yes. I understand that. I'm not saying I'm not creepy. I'm just saying it's just, that's what I do here on the podcast. Candace understands, but it's, it was, it's one of those things where I see them now and I go, that's amazing. That's amazing to see. And I'm, and I'm happy that you all are getting to the notoriety that you all deserve. Cause you all are very funny people. And I want, I want you all to do the greatest and be the best. Um, is it, where are you performing at now? Where are you, do you have any shows coming up? You have any? You didn't see them forty six flyers he posted. <laughs> see, see. I, got, I got all of them. You let me know which one you want to talk about. <laughs> I'll just throw one of them up there. I'll talk about all of them. Uh, so this is on the eighteenth. Um, it's with uh, Jackie L Entertainment and Blue. They have a podcast as well. I just did it with Woo Woo. Uh, and Rashawn was there. Um, awesome show. I can't wait for this. It's in Largo. Um, it's on the 18th. Oh, let's see what else we got. Uh, in the trap. We in the trap. <laughs> we in the trap. Oh, uh, Marcel Neal. He's funny. I love him. Oh, I love yeah, Marcel. Marcel. And this is actually, oh, and Wayne. Yeah. Ashley Mayo is great, too. This is a repeat show because we oh, actually, oh, a few more people this? were added. But Ashley Mayo. Oh um, my God, she's great. And Brian Tinker. Okay. Oh, King Tink. Like, yo, it's going to be an amazing show. It's brunch. It's on Sunday. That's brunch on Sunday. Oh, nice. That's um, a killer lineup right there. Yeah, oh my God. Insane lineup. I'm looking forward to that. And then next we have um, a show at the Arlington Draft House. This is actually for. Um, Comedy ish productions, and I think it's called Chocolate City, Chocolate City, something like that. Um, oh, yeah. with Ishmael? With Ishmael, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so this is that show, and it's at the Arlington Draft House on the 19th. So it's like chicken wings and things on the 18th, Arlington Draft House on the 19th. All right. The thing okay. about this show is I thought I was performing on uh, at the at Draft House on the 19th until I saw this flyer, and then I was like, oh, the show that I was supposed to be on isn't happening. And I had to reach out and go, hey, uh, you guys told me the 19th. I've been telling people, hey, get ready for the draft house the 19th. And then, they, no. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. It's not that's, my, a hard, that's a heartbreaking way to find out. I, I'm, okay. I got bumped. I'm not I'm mad. Fired. I'm not mad. I, I, I'll wait my turn. I, I'll get there eventually. No. What else we have? What other There we go. Uh, so, yes, this is Hetty and Ivy show. It is um, on Saturday. So this is on Saturday. The brunch show is on Sunday. Uh, this is in Columbia Heights. Um, it's got Jordan Segu, uh, Adam Lax, uh, Gaston, 
Guest uh, on Tamarius. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I'm looking forward to this show as well. And tickets are only five dollars. So awesome. nice. Where mm-hmm. where is it? It's in Columbia Heights. Is that a that's a place. Yeah, it's a, that's the area. I don't think they're dropping. That's what I'm the saying. There's, a, <laughs> there's no destination that, that's on this a, thing. That's not a specific place. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just being like nice and not saying <laughs> like <laughs> we're, we're just gonna go. They're not dropping the address until like it's only for the ticket holders. Oh, oh okay. Oh, secret show. So I, I shouldn't yeah, just like, go knock on doors and call me a heights <laughs> and figure out which house. It's hell at. no, don't knock like, on hello, doors. Hello, hello, is there a show here? I want to laugh. You got jokes? <laughs> and so this is um, one that I, you know, really wanted to talk about. Uh, Seven Black Minutes. Um, it's a show that's super dear to me. Um, throughout the pandemic, uh, Patrice DeVoe and I did a show called Anth- a Black Think Tank with Anthony and Patrice. Uh, amazing show. I loved it uh, with Haywood, Turnip Seed, and Tracy Turnip Seed wife um and we had this segment called three black minutes where we would bring on a black comedian they would just talk about blackity black black but it was only for three minutes and you had to hit hard and hit funny you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. you only had three minutes um and you know once thing things opened back up we um you know with our schedules we just couldn't continue to do the show like we wanted to uh, but i love the concept of you know three black minutes so um you know i just you know, thought about this show of having, you know, seven black comedians, seven black minutes, you know, with black content. Um, and it's been highly successful. Okay. Um, they're bus boys and poets. I love the energy of the room, the concept, the, um, it's, you know, just the, the overall atmospheres of the shows have been banana. They've all sold out. Um, the next one is December the 20s. I was going to have one in New York. Uh, and then, because I think Candace was on it. And then they did like the whole vaccination requirement thing. And it, it things got kind of wonky. So I just kind of canceled it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm bringing it back. So Candace, there you go. I'm bringing it back to oh, you. Know. I'll be yeah. there. I'll also, I'd like to say Ray Diva is one of my favorites. Has yes. always yes. been since I first started. She's always so great to, the fact that first of all I'm just really grateful and thankful for the connections and friends that I've made in the comedy game these people would even do my shows like for me to have Tony Woods on my show is just like bananas for me to have Ray Diva on the show is just crazy these are like legends especially like in our community and I'm just grateful to have them on it there's some killers on that show well um, you know I've, I've had some killers on the other the past shows and the shows have been very successful successful seven black minutes you can google it awesome 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 man. nice doing doing your damn thing and i and and hey we here at dot comedy are applauding you and uh we are supporting uh so we definitely will get those flyers out uh to the to the dot comedy community and i'm Thank sorry you. i lied there was one more flyer i forgot to get ready for the show but there's a show tomorrow night at bus boys and poets correct Oh my God, I cannot believe that I did not. So tomorrow, so I'm a show host at Bus Boys and Poets. Okay. So every first Wednesday, I have a show. It's an open mic. People come and they sign up, but I have a feature. Um, Candace, have you ever featured? You've been the feature. I haven't. I've never done your Bus Boys and Poets. I had already moved to New York when you started doing it. Right. So yeah, you need to do that. So yeah. I got to. Um, 
it's just it's it's bananas. The, the energy there is crazy. Now, Busboys and Poets is kind of tricky for comedians because you know Busboys and Poets is a safe space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really you know you can you know they, they, it's a performance space, so it's not about like being raunchy or anything like that. But it's just about um, being mindful of uh, certain demographics and mm-hmm. you know certain things. No hate speech and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Because it's a very intellectual crowd that's coming there. Yeah. So you just got to be mindful of that when you're doing your jokes. Very much so. Uh, but I love, you know, the different forms of performing arts that come through. And it's a great, it's a great space. So that's every first Wednesday. This Wednesday, I, I alternate with my features. So I don't, because I'm the only comedian that's a host. Everybody else are performance poets. Poets, yep. Yeah, okay. so I'm the only comedian that's a host. Um, and I didn't want to like comedian it out. Like, oh, he's only doing comedians. Uh, so I rotate, like I'll have a comedian, I'll have a musician or a singer, and then I'll have a poet and I rotate, you know, rotate them out. Uh, I have comedian, um, Apple Brown Betty. She's out of Richmond. Uh, I did the Bob Sumner show with her in Virginia. Um, and she just absolutely just, and it was like, she's only been doing a comedy for less than a year and she just completely just killed. And ever since that show, she's been on a warpath. She's been performing up and down the East coast. Uh, and she's going to be my feature for Wednesday. Okay. Awesome. That sounds awesome, man. And and I will be there. You're going to be there. I'm going to, I'm going to be there. Awesome, Joey. Awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drag my drag my poor girlfriend to yet another <laughs> show. Another comedy show. But I think she's sick of Nottingham, so I'm trying to give her a break from Nottingham. So <laughs> yeah, that's good. I good love Nottingham, but it's definitely two different atmospheres. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she get she gets no, see a different she, side of the comedy. She needs she needs a break from not from that particular venue. I think so. Okay. We're looking forward to it. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. Yeah, definitely, man. We are definitely, again, happy to have you on the Die Comedy Podcast. And you are officially a member of the Die Comedy family. So welcome to the family. Which begs the question, Marcus, who would Anthony be at the Die Comedy Cookout? Okay. All right. So I've been trying to work this out in my head. All right. And now, now Anthony would be the cousin that... That comes to the cookout, and when your your drunk aunt gets like a little too drunk, she starts picking at Anthony. But Anthony, the one to give it back to her, and the rest of the cousins laugh the whole night at that aunt because he just like he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Maybe your wig would be straighter if I did it for you. Same type of shit like that. And then and then everyone just goes, oh, shit, her wig is crooked. And everyone moves on with their day. And Anthony just continues to to build on making the family laugh and making the family. I think Anthony would be that person at the, at the cookout that would just be making everybody laugh. Anthony, how close am I to how you are at your family cookout? Um, well, it kind of sounded like a Tyler Perry production. Um, I think it generally so is. Every, it, depending on which side of the family I'm with, they, they primarily are funny as well. So everybody's trying to get the jokes off. Everybody's oh. trying to be the funniest ever. So they're all 
they're all comedians. So okay. I was, I was gonna say Anthony's definitely the one who prays over the food before we eat. That's definitely <laughs> oh, that you? oh yeah. Hands down, because I don't know if your prayers work. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what your relationship is with God. I know mine is good, so I know that I have prayers that availeth much. So I'm gonna go ahead and there go. I'm gonna go ahead and Amen. That line of communication and you know, get this food good and blessed. There we go. Yes. Oh, man. All right, man. But we're going to take a quick break, Joey. Okay. But tell them what we got coming up, man. Uh, apparently, there's been a, a great debate over a couple of uh, actors that we know uh, well. Uh, Shaq wants to put hands on Scottie Pippen over something he said. And uh, there might be a new Jack City sequel and prequel. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we'll get into that. Maybe we won't. <laughs> we never know on the Dot Comedy Podcast, but we'll be back with more fun and more thrills in a minute on the Dot Comedy Podcast. And we're back on the Dak Comedy Podcast. This segment of the Dak Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Victory in Souls. Trying to get back out there, get the game back in your feet, get yourself some Victory in Souls. If you are 35 years old and you're trying to play football with other 35-year-old men, you need Victory in Souls. Because God only knows the stress and pain you're putting on your feet. Victory Insoles will help you out, man. They get that spring back of your step. They are the best that Joey LaFaro could use. Joey, give a quick testimonial. How are Victory Insoles? Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely prevents you from having sore calves. So, and and when you don't have that snap back anymore, they'll, they'll help you put it back in your legs. So, all right. Yeah, snap back. There you go. Victory and Souls, that's right. You can find their link on our link tree. That's right, wherever you find that kind of podcast, just look at our link tree. You'll find Victory and Souls and all of our beautiful sponsors featured there. You ain't got to go to work, Joey. You can work from home. I do work from home. You know, I have not played this song. I like that song. The crazy thing is, I've not played this song during the pandemic. I it think wasn't it was a pandemic song. It, it was a pre-pandemic song. It was a pre-pandemic song, but it w- it would have been apropos it during been. during the pandemic. You're right, because you you didn't have to go to work. But it's so 2016. It is. It's a long time ago. I know. It's an it's an old hit, but I like Fifth Harmony. Anthony, you like Fifth Harmony? I like Normani. <laughs> Anthony, you're on did, mute. Did you mute yourself. You mute yourself. Uh, I. I mean, uh... <laughs> okay. I'll take that one. I'll t- take that as it is. Uh, right. Candace, how about you? Do you like Fifth Harmony? I don't even know who that is. I didn't think you did. That's a sad, damn shame. It's a damn shame, Joey LaFaro. I bet she knows Camille Cabello and, and Normani Corday. But, yeah, okay. So Normani came from Fifth Harmony, right? They both did. Yeah. 
Women who? Oh, there's another person. Camilla Cabello. She did that Havana Unana song. That that her. Oh, I know that song. Yeah. Havana Unana. Oh yeah. That, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, she she was also from Fifth Harmony. Oh okay. And I've heard the name Normani because she's friends with Cardi B or something. Because I've heard Cardi B. They did speak a song together called Wild Side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wild Side. She's in the WAP video. She does the splits in the room. Oh, like, is that her? Yes. Okay. No. I know Joey, did you know well, that? I, mean, I did not. I didn't go rock and watch, watch that video. Joey, again. you need to watch that again. Joey, Joey's Joey's I face went, had... huh? <laughs> she she was in the what? Y'all can't be doing this shit to me. <laughs> Joey about to be distracted for the trouble. next forty five minutes. All right, Joey. Focus, Joey. Focus, Joey. Y'all can't be playing Fifth Harmony <laughs> and expect me to focus. Okay, I'm sorry, Joey. I know I know you have your your black women crushes. Uh, this is just who you are. Oh man, but what what do we got going on in the world, man? Uh, so, uh, do you remember, uh, screenwriter Barry Michael Cooper? No. No. <laughs> Sorry, can't that say I do. Well, do you remember New Jack City? Yes. yes. Uh, it has been 30 years since the movie, uh, premiered in March of 1991. It's been 30 years since Chris Rock played a crackhead? Apparently. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> Barry Michael Cooper was a, was the screenwriter who penned screenplays for not only New Jack City, but Above the Rim and Sugar Hill. Oh, And he's working on new movies. On Saturday, November 27th, Cooper took to Twitter to announce he's working on a title for a prequel to his 1991 crack cocaine-laced classic, New Jack City. The okay. Diary of Nino Brown, the monster oh. Reagan created. Oh, that could be, that could prequel, be a Prequel, sequel, killer. work in progress soon. God willing, hashtag New Jack City, Cooper tweeted. I might read that. I mean, not everything needs a prequel. I don't know if New Jack City does. And who would you put in it? Because they'd be trying to be putting Mike, Michael B. Jordan in everything, and I don't want to see it if he's in it. <laughs> well, of course, because he's... Because I've always wanted to see Keisha as a child. Step off, Gigantor! <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's something I've always wanted. So. Well, it says, I, we don't need it. Who asked for this? I think what happened was he saw them do that thing in The Irishman with, with Robert De Niro and said, hey, we could de-age Wesley Snipes the same way. <laughs> no, we can't. can't no, do that. no, they're not going to de-age Wesley Snipes. They're going to get an actor to play young Nino Brown. Yeah. I would hope. I don't know. They, I think they're going to they're gonna try to do what, if they if he does it, if they, if they actually make the movie and they, or they make the series, because I think they're going to have to make that a series. It'll be much like BMF or... Or the uh, was that the the Canaan story on uh, stars? It it had to be it had to be filmed like one of those. All right, I need to go watch this movie because I I just see this Wesley Snipes this other dude got their shirt off and wearing dress pants for no apparent reason. Uh, that was the style back in the eighties. You wear dress pants I mean, with no shirt on. I would oh, go see yeah. it because it's you know related to the classic. Just like I saw the new Coming to America. I mean, so you got to go see it. I would go see it. I don't know if you need it. Yeah, for the culture. Yeah, yeah see it for the culture. culture. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Now, now, am, was I clamoring for it? No. Was I going? Right. I gotta. They gotta make this now. I, I, I've never said they gotta make any sequel that I've seen. Um, now, coming to America was a little bit of a, uh, a stretch 
for a sequel. I liked, I liked it. It was good. It, it, I don't think we ever talked. Did we ever talk about it? Yes, we did. We, we did. did. Yeah. I don't know what people were complaining about. Like, what was their expectation? We had they continued the storyline. They had every single cameo that you needed. Like, what else? They had what all else the did cameos people want I from? wanted. Who would you want to see? The Duke brothers? In, in Vogue. Why would In Vogue be in... I don't know, but they, I didn't say I would want they, all the cameos that I I'm up, up for any time were there. Okay, Joey. I was thoroughly appeased. Lord, Joey. That's what I'm saying. So was I. I was like, it had every cameo oh, I wanted to get it done. Like, I don't think that. I, I was happy with it. It served its purpose. It did. It served yeah. its purpose. Right. But it was. It was. It wasn't made the way I would have wanted Coming to America Two to be made. Because it's made too late. Like it's made. It was made now, where you have to do certain things. Like you have to be a little more correct with the certain things that we got away with back in the '80s that were more funny. Um, like you can't. You can't just. Uh, it's just. It. It just. It would. It wouldn't. Well, this, it would have been a better movie well, sixty years. That's ago. why the prequel might work out because by default it has to be a period piece. True. For New right. City. Mm-hmm. Um, they could do the sequel the same way theoretically. I, I'm actually surprised no one's actually done that. Like just because they're making the sequel now, they have to make it take place however many years later. Mm-hmm. You didn't necessarily have to. They do don't that. have to do it that way, but they they keep it's choosing hard to. because your actors are 30 years older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Who was the crackhead that was with Chris Rock. I can't remember. No, it was just, it was just him. Was like, I was prom queen. Oh no! The, you know what? I'm gonna look it oh, up. Oh, I do, was, do remember that. He was one. like, "You was prom fiend." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but they're, they're gonna go back and show her in high school when she won. Like, what is the <laughs> what is the purpose? So. What would be that? Would that? Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. All right, man, Joey. What else is going on in the world, man? Uh, so speaking of uh, old people, um, Shaq wants to punch Scottie Pippen over Michael Jordan slander. Okay, so. Apparently, Scotty Pivot has been critical of Michael Jordan ever since the release of ESPN's 10-part documentary series, The Last Dance. He has gone so far as to take even more shots at his former Chicago Bulls running mate in his latest book called Unguarded. He, Scotty Pivot's been pissed ever since this, this uh, documentary came out. He's lashing out at everybody. He called Phil Jackson a racist <laughs> for uh, letting Tony Tucoach take a shot instead of him in one uh-huh. of the finals games. Scotty, Scotty's not happy. Hey, what would Scotty Pippen have to say against Michael Jordan? I don't believe he actually did Jordan slander. Why would Pippen do that? He did. Uh, he said he said the documentary made made Jordan look like he was the only person playing in all those games. And, uh, uh, that's said, inaccurate. They had a whole focus on Pippen and how um, integral he was, as uh, how important he was as a player, and how he was underpaid. See, but they, you, took it, it. you said, took it that way. You took it that way. Sorry, it says Pippen even went as far as to criticize Jordan for ruining the game of basketball and wanting everything to be done for him. Pippen also said he was a great, as great a player, uh, as great of a player as Michael Jordan and better teammate. Mm. Wait, who Scotty Pippen is? Yes. That's what Scotty Pippen said about Michael Jordan. Shaquille O'Neal was not uh, on the on the same wavelength. He said he didn't like what uh, Pip, uh, Pippen had to say and write on one bit. Shaq fired back at Scotty saying, quote, he didn't say that. He never said that. 
if that man say that in front of me, I'm going to hit him right in his esophagus. Bro, do not finish that sentence. He's trying to, well, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he's trying to sell his book. Well, I mean, when you watch The Last Dance, they make a big, like, kind of statement of the fact that Scottie Pippen was undervalued, underpaid. Like, that that was part of the whole thing that they said. Like, he could have made much more money for what he was doing and for the part that he played on that team. Very true. But the thing, the thing with Scottie Pippen that people don't understand is that he he thinks he was better than he really was. Especially back, he was especially, one of the greatest players. But he was one of the greatest players, but he was on a team with the greatest player. <laughs> so, so when you're, yeah. <laughs> so your 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 stock kind of goes up, but he was never treated like his stock was high as it as it really was. He yeah. was never. He was always treated like a number two. He's guy. always treated like Robin instead yeah. of another superhero that was teaming up with Batman. He was treated like Robin instead of the Flash. I think, yeah. Or instead of Superman. Or, yeah, instead of it being... More sad or sadder than beef between old people. (laughs) Y'all just really just need to go somewhere and sit down. It's like like, you've had literally 30 years to clear this up. (laughs) Y'all have all the money. Like, y'all are doing, like, Go be free somewhere. Go live life and be happy. Like no, I want to see the fight. Already You want to see? Let them get into it. You want to see old ass Shaq fight old ass Scottie Pippen? Yes. No. 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 Not really. That's just gonna be. (laughs) Yeah. There's a weight. There's a weight class discrepancy. (laughs) I want. I want to see old Scotty fight old old Michael. Now that I would like to see. See, that's not. I see Michael Jordan with the cry face, the cry face. <laughs> see, see, oh, but but the thing is, with these old with these old athletes, they all believe that they were, they were truthfully the shit, no matter what era they were in. So when someone challenges that, like I mean, they were good. But again, when you're playing in the era you played in, you were not that good. You were not as good as everyone says what the greatest was. It's always going to be that debate. There's always going to be. Well, it was just a different game back then, but they still were the greatest players. Mm-hmm. I, oh yeah, I, I agree. The the Bulls of that era were the greatest players to play the game, but you got to take them as a team. <laughs> and when when everyone says it was just Jordan, the team kind of gets a little salty about that. Right. I, I just feel like Scotty feels like he's never looked at as because he never had that. You know how how we. We saw the the whole Miami thing where LeBron and Dwayne and yeah. Bosch were there, and you never looked at LeBron or Wade as being necessarily greater than one of the other. You saw two superstars, yeah, and Bosch was close, but he wasn't he wasn't that good. But he, you know, you had two superstars and a star, right? You had the big three, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in Scotty's mind, he is on par with Jordan as another superstar. But never gets credited as that. He's always yeah. he. People think that the, that that he is the Bosch to the Wade uh, rather than the Wade LeBron, to LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and, and I he, mean that's how people remember it. People always say Jordan and Pippen, like he's always the second. You know, like the footnote when right, you're but talking he, about. He never Jordan. had that individual success where we saw. Right. Oh, these are two great guys that didn't need to play together, but did. But, but here's the thing: neither did Michael. 
<laughs> it's true, but that's <laughs> that's the whole problem I think he has, right? Yeah. Like, Michael didn't have success independent of him. No. I mean, right? What? what Washington? <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go catch his his, uh, his third act in, in Washington and say, uh, "Oh, look what he did without Pippen." They, they, like, that was a bad team. Yes. And but and the other, and the other thing with that is there was never no there was no more extra notoriety around Pippen. Right. So like there were no there were no Pippins. I don't remember anyone wearing Pippins. Uh, I just uh, it's funny because why or now? his jersey. <laughs> I've never seen People anyone wear his jersey, but he never got a shoe. I never saw I never saw a, pip, a pair of Pippins. Yeah. <laughs> anybody was like, oh shit, these are fresh. Nah, <laughs> but hey, they, he's saying it now because of that damn documentary. That documentary store, but that's the goddamn Hornets, man. Because there's a lot of people who were pissed about it. And uh, Isaiah Thomas is another one. So we'll, we'll talk about that on another episode of the Dot Comedy Podcast. But what else is going on in the world, Jeff? Uh, so, um, Brittany Renner's got a book, Judge, uh, Judge This Cover. Okay. And she has some things to say about Colin Kaepernick. Okay. Uh, and quite a few other athletes, rappers. Mm hmm. It's basically a tell-all book, and each chapter is about some celebrity that she used to fuck. She did the superhead thing, basically. She did the superhead thing. She 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 fucked everybody and wrote a book. Who are the people? Um, why do I care who she is again? Huh? Why do I care who she is again? She's an Instagram model. So she's a useless person. Um, she had, I want to say like a million followers. She's very, very popular. That, that's um, anyway, to answer your question, Anthony, the, I literally bought the book only because I wanted to read the Colin Ka- Kaepernick chapter. Um, but some of the other ones were Lil Uzi Vert, um, I believe Drake. Um, but it's just a lot of like, um, athletes and, and rappers pretty much. Until one, until an athlete got her pregnant. And uh, now she a baby mama that's still doing the same hijink shit, which is hilarious to me. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand this lady at all. So apparently, he made her pay for her own flights to see him in order to quote test her true intentions and interests. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things that she said about him that he made her pay for her own flights because he wanted to make sure that he, you know, these weren't just gold diggers. Because when they dated. That's when he was dra- first drafted to the NFL as quarterback. So mm-hmm. anybody that he was dating at the time, he would make them pay for their own shit just so that they could prove that they weren't gold diggers. He told her he had only slept with 25 gals in his lifetime. <laughs> Wait, first of all. Who says gals? Who says gals? <laughs> first of all. First off, Colin, who says gals? Second of all. 25 like that's supposed to only 25 like that, that's, that's a that's a that is a high number <laughs> that's not a small number if you, if you guys had watched the the show on netflix like i asked you to you would know that he's from a little small town and he, so, so he fucked the whole town he fucked the town and that, so he went to town on the town he colonized the town I think 25 is not a lot for a grown man who's a professional athlete i feel like that's that's like Two for a regular guy. It doesn't matter. You can't say only twenty five and then be like 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 it's an exclusive club. 
25 is a, 25 is a big number no matter Again, what the hell you are. For a professional athlete, I don't care. that is the equivalent of a regular man's two women. That is like nothing, no. 25. That yeah, means, that, that means I you're... thought y'all were saying it was too low. Like that's a really low, um, I thought you were saying that it was too high. That's a really low number for a professional athlete. How like, many people y'all expecting to fuck? I don't think you can. Because <laughs> I, I, I've met pro athletes whose numbers is way lower than that. It depends on the pro oh, athlete. I mean, Maybe if you're Antonio Cromartie, then yeah. But like, <laughs> doesn't he have like 16 kids? Yeah, he's like, is that? He probably has more children than any other professional athlete <laughs> by more women. Yeah, it, it's a, like you think Nick Cannon is is doing that. Antonio Cromartie invented that shit. Yeah, he's got yeah. like he's got like 14 like, kids by different women. Got 14 different baby moms. It would be my guess that professional athletes have slept with dozens and dozens of women. That's just what I I think. I, I might be wrong, but to me, twenty something seems like a low number. No, plenty of plenty of them get like married, like, and you're talking about especially coming out of he. The, like, yes, that doesn't stop them from him. continuing to sleep with women. Five. That's like you racked that up in college. Like I mean, that's what I feel like. Oh, <laughs> uh, he did go to UN. Where would he go? UNLV or some shit. He did go to some bullshit school where there was nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean. Okay, still. Like, why are you throwing your body count out there? Like, it's a, like it's a reason you shouldn't have to pay for a girl to come to his house. Well, he shouldn't have to pay anyway. Oh, now, I agree with him on that one. <laughs> Joey, Joey's so, out here. For like, flights? I would, pay for, I would not pay for a woman's flight to come you, see me. I'm not saying you have to pay for the whole thing. But you wouldn't, like, pay for the Uber to the house? Well, no. Once you get all, here. Nah, he, they, they, he I, to pay if for on the, the other end of the flight is I get to fuck Colin Kaepernick, there's no I would buy tickets to flyer miles. But here's buying tickets to go fuck Colin Kaepernick. Are you kidding me? But then Man, you get We're not talking about your colonized ass. We're talking about okay. general spirit, people with sense. Get that cheap flight right on out there. For real? Oh my god! Okay, here's, here, here's the problem with that. Now, I'll buy all the tickets. Now, when he when, when she got there. Not only did she have to fly out, but she got like she got to see a, a way as she as everyone wants to put the perfect man. But he had he he lazy, he lazy with it. Like he he's well, like not lazy. She just said he was boring. Lazy with it. How the hell That's you like boring? Same thing as lazy. Dude can't be boring in bed. They lazy. That is that is all it it boils down to. You're lazy or you're active. She did say that his body is a work of art. That's a quote from the book. A work of art. But she said he has a very, very boring I don't know how he's going to have a body be a work of art with his face looking like that. <laughs> Joey, I don't know which way you're going with this guy, Joey. You were you were on board with him. Uh, with You were mad at him for, for making her fly out to see him. Mm-hmm. And now you don't like his face? I never liked his face. <laughs> I, I never liked his face either. But that's neither here nor there. I, I don't, he looks I don't, like a parrot. There's nothing wrong with this dude. Yeah, he's, he's got a handsome beak guy. On his face. Y'all are hating. Y'all are haters. Haters. He looks. Good. Oh my god, the hate is real. Uh, <laughs> the claws are out. Don't that man is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is is okay. Looks like a pterodactyl. He <laughs> he's not. He's not. He if if I was if I was to say he's he's not a he's a handsome human being. I will put I will give him the credit. Favorite audible is cacao tookie tookie. Yeah, I will give him the credit for being a handsome human being. But at the end of the day, I won't. 
I would I would I would be highly upset if I was Colin Kaepernick if why uh, Brittany Renner put in her book that a I uh, I made her fly out so I'm cheap and I got lazy dick I would be upset about this and Colin is Colin is uh, obsequiously silent about this whole situation which I I don't, I don't understand. know I think it comes out making him look good in the situation because he doesn't have to look like a simp he's like I didn't fly her out she brought she paid for herself. So he comes out kind of looking like on the pimp side of it. There's no detriment to this for him. Yeah. <laughs> Except said, for the fact that she said he had a boring personality. But honestly, uh, when she, she said, said that, I was like, yeah, he, he looks like he has a boring personality. We can all see that. <laughs> she also said when it was time for her to catch her flight home, she asked when she was going to see him again. And he said, and she quoted, what I want to do and what I'm going to do are two different things. That's all I'm going to say. So the fuck does that mean? Leaving these bitches with riddles. <laughs> he's like, no, he's like so, now think about this shit yeah. on the ride home. That means he likes her, but he just felt like, okay, I know I can't continue seeing you. This is going and not going anywhere. Who yeah, read that shit? Answer. That is not what that means. <laughs> I've read the actual chapter. Okay. You didn't. I'm telling you what it means. So that's what she said it meant to her. Well, that's what the context of the chapter is. Okay. Okay, so he's a, he gave a bitch-ass answer and his bitch-ass <laughs> behavior. Just say no. Joey wants to what call him a bitch. What the fuck is that? Joey wants to call him a bitch so bad. What I want to do and what I'm going to do are two different things. So I want to call that? you. I want to call you, but I'm not going to call you. Man, that's pretty pretty simple response. That's not even a, like that's not even a resp- give a nonsensical answer, and then said, "I'm not going to say more." <laughs> like, okay, so when you so basically to preempt you saying, "Well, why?" Because that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Joey really doesn't like Colin Kaepernick under under a lot of a lot of circumstances. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to see that. Oh my god! Is this, no, is there like some kind of underlying fact? Like, have y'all did y'all fight before? Or something? Like, what's going <laughs> him, on? Him and Colin did he fought. steal your girl? Like what happened? Joey feels about Colin Kaepernick how the Dot Comedy podcast feels about Lizzo. Generally, oh god, don't don't even start with me today. Is generally Candace keeps putting certain things in my face that I don't want in my face, and Colin Kaepernick and Lizzo have to do two of those things. That's true. That is true. I do that. And so what you're seeing is an escalation of an original. Like my fuse was here. And now it's not there anymore. Ah. Just like Lizzo. That's all I want you to do is say Lizzo is hot and I'll stop. Why would we say a lie like that? That is a bold face I am not attracted to beanbag chairs. Otherwise, I would live at the love sack store in the mall (laughs) and just stare at those all day. That I am experiencing right now. (laughs) The unmitigated gall. I mean... Um, that's, I mean, that's like I'm 90% of my personality. <laughs> Let's be real. It's, yeah, that is true. Uh, but, Let's go to the next topic because I can't take all this Colin slander. I just can't take woo, it. It is heavy. All right, Joey, <laughs> what, what else is going on in the world, man? The internet <laughs> is having a stupid argument. Uh, debate whether Denzel Washington or Will Smith are better actors. Than each other? Yes. That is... A great question because no, they're isn't. both so extremely talented and have such a good range. I don't, I, I don't even know who to pick. 
I want to say Will, but I feel like that's disrespectful it's to Denzel, Denzel Washington. Then I want to say Denzel Washington, actually, but Will is so amazing. Actually, it's not Denzel. It's not. It's not Denzel. Here's the reason why it's not Denzel. Now I've had I've heard, I had this I've heard this argument and had this argument on a, on a number of occasions. Denzel plays Denzel. Oh yeah, he plays himself in every role. So that's it's not, not like Denzel changes like the perception of who that that character is. No, he turns that character into the same guy in a different area. <laughs> I know what you mean. So it's like yeah. it's like Denzel as Malcolm X and Denzel as Bumpy John. Like it's not yeah. he's not playing yeah. Malcolm X. It's Malcolm X is Denzel. Yeah. Yeah, Denzel plays Denzel. Yeah. I would have to I would have to slightly agree with that and I would also slightly agree to the point that when I think of range and I think of where, you know, your career has gone, like Will Smith started as a a rapper and a, a comedic actor on Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he started, you know, there. And from there, his range of characters has just, I mean, just been phenomenal and at the other end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. I can't, like Will Smith can play in a comedic role. He can play in a serious role. He can play in an adventure role. He can play in as an action figure. He can, Denzel, I've not seen him be funny, like in a a comical role. I've not seen him kind of, you know, uh, I've just seen Denzel be Denzel, and all I can hear is Alex Starr's impression of Denzel <laughs> yes. doing everything as Denzel. <laughs> it's very right. true. Will Smith, you know, you're in, um, you you have all these funny movies. You have um, the one where he it's all, it's only him. Will um, the one where is it? And it's like va- um, vampires or something, but it's just what? him. Oh, was um, Will Smith? No, uh, that's that's what the zombies. I am legend. I am legend. I am legend. Yeah. So you have things like I am legend. You have um, what's the one where he is? Uh, he was um, like a he was supposed to be Sidney Poitier's son. Um, oh, and he played uh, the gay guy in um, Six Degrees of Separation. Six Degrees of Separation. Um, you have Seven Pounds, mm-hmm. um, but you also have these comedic roles. You have Hancock. Yeah. You have. Yeah. It's such a you know an eclectic style. You have what you say, Richard? Oh yeah. my God, King Richard, Richard! Yeah, you have that's, Bright. I think that's where a lot. Mike of Lowry, mm-hmm. um, the Legend of Bagger Vance. Even though I thought it was stupid, um, you know, <laughs> See, like, that's my... you know, kind of. It's sometimes it's not Will Smith. Yeah. I was looking yeah. at King Richard like, is that <laughs> is that Richard? Uh-huh. <laughs> really, yeah. and he changed my view of. It wasn't like, oh, that's Denzel Washington as the guy that works at Home Depot, but he's really the equalizer. He, he, mm-hmm. this, this is the thing about Denzel. I've had this okay, argument before plenty of times. I used to be highly critical of Denzel for this reason. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, there are some actors that you go to see because what they make great movies. Yes. They play themselves in everything, but they but their the movies always are good. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, not he plays himself in everything. He's the same guy. Not really. Robert De Niro plays himself in everything. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Christopher Walken. Like he pops up in all kinds of plays himself every time. Yep. But they're usually excellent. The 
on the other hand, you have actors that kind of disappear into the role, like your uh, like Jamie Foxx. I've seen do it. Um, what's his name? Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, Johnny Depp has like disappeared yeah. into role um, before. You're like Leonardo what? DiCaprio. Leonardo is not Leo plays himself. Plays, I'm uh, dumb with with himself, but he he also played started in a comedic fashion, and his range is. I feel like he's one of the best actors. Who um, who was that? Um, he played in Splash and Big. Oh, and Tom, Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Like his range. He's incredible. Yes. Does he? From, I feel like I mean, he plays himself. When you movie. get to the point where you, you gotta see him in certain movies. Movie. You don't need certain movies. I will agree. <laughs> yeah. Road you to Perdition. And a ball. It's and a ball. You and a dog and a robot. You're, right. You're superseded the even need for not for a cat. What was the plane movie? What was the movie where he's in the airport? Tom Hanks. Terminal. Terminal. I don't remember. If that. you watch Terminal, if you watch Terminal, you will tell you will say you could say that Tom Hanks is probably one of the greatest actors ever. Been, to I mean, I thought definitely one of the I thought, I thought Road to Perdition his whole, like, was yeah. was an awesome like range movie for him. Yeah. I do see him play himself a lot, but mm-hmm. he does have those moments. But the thing, the thing, the the, the, the way the way you can tell the difference is simple. When you say who is better, who's a better actor? Do a Will Smith impersonation. You can't. I don't, nope. Yeah, that's fair. I don't have one. But, <laughs> but I, if you do, if someone says do, do um, Denzel, Denzel, you're gonna do Den, the same Denzel. You because you can change it up every time. You, you change it from a football, somebody throwing a football, to someone beating a slave, to someone someone trying to kill you. It, it's the same Denzel. My, boom, my, boom, boom. Every time. My only thing, and I'll agree with that. But my only thing with Will is he's had some really. Bad roles. Too. Well, when you make a movie every damn day, you're gonna have bad roles. When you oh, make, remember the Wild Wild West. Remember the Wild Wild West. Yeah, he said he's had some bad really albums too. Was that concussion Wild movie? <laughs> that call, act, that accent call was ridiculous. It, call those what they are. They're cash grabs. Will Smith is about making money, so he's the concussion gonna, movie was a cash. Grab. It's cash grab. <laughs> Tell me the truth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, his, his ridiculous African accent. Yes. Will Smith. Will no, Smith should not need to do accents. Will, Will Smith does not need to do accents. But again. Two words. It, Cypher rage. Okay. That was a movie for his son. That was. <laughs> that's his son daughter wanted to make that movie. I don't know. That, that was about. That was all about that. That was about. Wait. Son daughter. Is no, Jaden transitioning? No. Yeah, I was gonna let this slide. I apologize. I apologize. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> or Marcus is Marcus just being offensive? Marcus is being offensive as fuck. He he always is. He tries to not be, but he is. He's always offensive. But Jaden, right. that was the movie for Jaden. Okay, that was Jaden's. That was Jaden's step into. Oh, you were talking about Jaden? Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who'd you think I was talking about, Anthony? Willow. Yeah. I would never talk about Willow. Willow was it was a treasure. I I I think Willow is gonna gonna do great things. I just heard her new album, so Willow is gonna be through awesome things. But um, Jaden, that movie was for Jaden to, to get out of the Karate Kid role because everybody just thought of him as the as the nepotistic son of Will Smith, who was just gonna do nothing but ride Will Smith's coattails. Put him in a dinosaur bird's nest. But he did him. a great job in um in uh Karate Kid. Like he yeah, he did. His own, right? He did. He, he did an awesome job, but they wanted to get him out of that because because you fall into the Ralph Macchio world of never doing anything else except that for the rest yeah. of your life, and that that's that's, that's true. The two times we saw later. Ralph Macchio was one during Karate Kid, and then 
40 years later in a remake of Karate Kid. Yeah, that that was that's all that's all Ralph Macchio is gonna do. That's all he's ever done. <laughs> no, he's he was done. good in Karate Kid, Jaden. He was really. Oh, good. he was awesome in it. He did a great job as in, in, in that role. But again, he would be stuck as Jackie Chan's uh, apprentice for the rest of his life if they if they didn't try to break him out of that somehow. Now, again, he did After Earth. He did After Earth, and he never acted again. So that proves that he wasn't gonna do this for long. Does yeah, just the after earth. <laughs> That's kind of my point. Is that- but no, Will Smith makes Will Smith makes movies so that every so he stays in public consciousness. He does not. He doesn't make movies just because they're going to be great artistic pieces. I'm saying he hasn't been. He's had. He hasn't had. He's had movies where it's relied on him to carry it, and he hasn't been able to. I can't remember a movie that Denzel made that he that hasn't like been that he hasn't carried. And part of that is the fact that he stays within himself. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make him not great. It doesn't make those movies not great. Well, you build a movie around someone, it's gonna, they're going to have to carry it. They right. didn't build, the, like, the movies that Will Smith, like, that bombed that were, that were Will Smith, those were a lot of ensemble movies that were that were just not, that didn't click. How many ensemble movies did he have that didn't click? Wild Wild West. Was it, though? Th- think of the cast of fucking Wild Wild West. Did you not? See, you don't. Selma Hayek, uh, Calvin Klein. But he now was she's a treasure. The guy. <laughs> yes. He was the guy for the music side of it. He wasn't the guy for that role, because a the guy the, the guy that played that part was white. <laughs> so that wasn't written for him. I guess. <laughs> it was. It's a matter of him. It, it's cash grabs. He 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 makes movies to just make money, and to keep his name out there. Okay. But again, he's still better than Denzel. I will, I will, I will take that one this okay. time. All right. What else is out there, Joe? Uh, Dave Chappelle says he'll step aside from his school honor if critics donate more than his supporters. Uh, <laughs> so he. Was, what were they naming after him? I think they're naming like the auditorium at uh, the Duke Ellington. Duke school. Ellington. Um, the. They were going to yeah, and then and then. Basically, but he's saying, like, my 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 supporters donate more to the school than the than the people who criticize me. So why shouldn't well, you know? Why shouldn't they name it after him? Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's here's his exact quote. If you object to my receiving this honor, I urge you to donate to the school, noting your objection. If you are in favor of the theater being named Chappelle, I urge you to donate to the school, noting your approval. Okay, we'll see how it works out. I mean, it's a great way to get donations for the school. Hopefully, it, <laughs> hopefully you know, it works that way. Hopefully, hopefully the school wins either way. Yeah, which is which is a cool way to do it. School's gonna get the donations, and and the thing is, he's always done big things for Duke Ellington. Um, he's always credited them with keeping him on the path he took, mm-hmm. um, and he's donated millions of dollars to Duke Ellington too, and it's. It's one of those situations where it, it's touchy right now because of how much controversy is attached to it. But again, doing good deeds is I don't, I don't okay. I don't know how to say this part because <laughs> again, I get I get I get in trouble for my problematic statements. Additional comment. <laughs> Hey, you guys, let me just jump in. I think Anthony told me he had a hard stop at, of ten thirty, okay. so we got to say goodbye to him. He does okay. Looks like you're fa- he's falling asleep on. It does look like he's falling asleep. Are you okay, Anthony? 
<laughs> we need to get some smelling salts for Anthony. I'm so used to people not using that private message that I haven't been checking it. Um, I am so sorry. Yeah, yeah. So he, um, so thank you for coming, Anthony. Definitely, thank you for coming on, Anthony. We appreciate oh, you. Most certainly, most certainly. I had an amazing time. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> give, give us a quick rundown of those shows one more time, Anthony. Uh, so the fourth, the fifth, um, the eighteenth, uh, the nineteenth, the twenty-sixth, uh, and including the first. So yeah, you can check out all of that at anthonyoakescomedian.com awesome. on my website, and you can yeah, find me on social media platforms at Anthony Oaks Comedian. Joey, you were on point putting the flyers up as he was okay, saying. Okay. I mean, they didn't match up because I didn't Come know them that Joey, way. I see you. I'm trying. That was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, definitely, Anthony. It was a pleasure having you on, sir. And if next time you're don't you you're doing some more big things, definitely hit us up. We definitely want to have you back on again, sir. Will do, y'all. Love y'all. Y'all take care. Have a great. Thanks night. for coming. Good night. Good night. night. All right. All right. So yeah. So, that was our last topic, anyway. That was our last topic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Because I'm falling asleep too, you guys. We're about, to, we're about to wrap up. Yeah, but hey, I've been up since six a.m. Hey, so same, have I. Same here. I wrestled three times today. I did just say three times today. <laughs> I've been fasting for twenty four hours. All right. Well, let's wrap it up so we can all go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. All right, but yeah, man. So, what was the last thing, Joey? Uh, so, uh, Chappelle. Then, Chappelle. Um, his last comment was if. By April, those against Chappelle Theater exceed the donations of those who are neutral or in favor of the theater being named Chappelle. I will gladly step aside. If not, I will happily attend the naming ceremony. And if you don't care enough to donate, please shut the fuck up forever. <laughs> Chappelle concluded, signing I mean... the comment, Dave. Well, he told y'all the it's truth. A pretty straightforward message. Pretty much, Dave is Dave is Dave is gonna shoot from the hip no matter what. So it's not it's not an abnormal thing for him to get to get that personal with it. Um, and again, problematic uh, as this as this whole thing has been with Dave Chappelle, this school needs to recognize. It, it goes. It's the same thing that happened with Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Is once they once everybody starts getting mad. Then people start turning their back on you, but then you go, oh, yeah, but you forgot everything I've done. If I just take my money back. Yeah, but Bill actually got, like, convicted. Convicted of, of something. Yes, he did. He of got convicted crime. of a crime. So, But this was before he got convicted of anything. Before he got convicted, this when, um, what was that, what's that school in, Pens- in Pennsylvania? Uh, Temple. Temple. Temple turned their back on him real quick. They were the first to do it. They were the first to go, oh, yeah, we don't want him to speak at any more commencement ceremonies. They that was it. when the first allegation came out. Is that his alma mater? No, that's just a school he keeps giving money to. Uh, I don't think, no, I think he did, he did go to Temple. I think he did go to Temple, like, for a little bit. But I don't think he ever graduated okay. from Temple. Uh, that sounds familiar. I think that yeah. he went to Temple. Let me check. Uh, or or some HBCU. Let, yeah. let me see. But but that's the that's the problem with all of this stuff is it's it's too if if we're gonna just shut down because someone made a couple a few people upset that's this is gonna fuck up a lot of stuff for a lot of people because no one else is giving. Hell, we went to the University of Massachusetts Amherst. What is that? We got his doctorate from. Um. It just says University of Massachusetts Amherst in 1976 and 1972. That seems way late. Oh, wait. Hold on. 
his bachelor's <laughs> degree is from Temple. Okay, that 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 yearing seemed really late for Bill Cosby because I know he's ninety now. So he would wow. have to, yeah, he got his bachelor's from Temple. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So he did. He did graduate. He is, from and you, he's you're close. He's eighty four. Yeah. So he, like, he was born in nineteen thirty seven. Jesus, thirty mm-hmm. seven. Back when thirty seven. Okay, that's from Clerks. Never mind. <laughs> Kate is throwing up the 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 Clerks trivia for us. Have, have neither of you seen Clerks? Long yes, time ago. It's been a while. I can't okay. quote it. I've I've seen it, but I can't quote it. I thought it was, that was one of that's the, one of the quotes from Clerks. It goes thirty seven. Okay, never mind. Continue. <laughs> what thirty six dicks? Yeah, thirty seven dicks. Thirty seven dicks. dicks. And then and then the guy goes thirty seven. Yeah, because their acting was horrible. God damn it. I mean, the whole film was low budget. So oh, I look like they yeah. made that film for $40. Because they did. Because they, they did make it for $40. That movie, that movie inspired me in many ways. I the, It was one of the, I thought it was historically one of the, probably the best written but worst acted movies yes. ever made. Yes. Where it was like, this How is painful to watch. Written. But the writing was brilliant. Like the way. The, what the, was so brilliant about the writing? It was hilarious. The story, the story, and the writing of it was actually good. What else is the there? Actors Katie? were there's trash. A reason, there's a reason that movie is is a as a cult classic. It basically is the reason Kevin Smith has a career. I just think stoners picked it up and liked it. I don't think there's anything remarkable about the writing. Oh, it's definitely better. I, I wasn't a stoner and I liked it. And a lot of people who weren't like it wasn't really a pothead movie necessarily. Did you like the other one? Uh, Part two. I liked most of the characters. Mall, Mallrats. No, not yeah. that one. Uh, the other one. I liked Mallrats too. It wasn't. I didn't like it as much. That, the other good. one's my favorite. The, the one about Jesus. Forgot. Oh yeah, Dogma was brilliant. Dogma. Dogma, Dogma was absolutely yeah. brilliant. Dogma. That's Dogma. a great movie. Yeah. Dogma, now that one was brilliant. Clerks two. Mm-hmm. Um. Jane Bob. Jane, Jane Bob, Bob, Bob Strike back. Again, Strike Back was fucking funny. I mean, it's yeah, just I, the, lo- I love all those movies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that and Clerks. Clerks launched all that, but you got to think about like what made that movie be the jump off point for all of that. Mm-hmm. It was the writing. There was nothing else. Yeah. It was in black. They didn't even have color film. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true statement. It was in black and white. It was it. It was with like community community high school level actors. <laughs> drama drama department actors. Oh man, but yeah, man, it has been a it's been a long Thanksgiving week, Joey Lafaro. Uh, you got anything happening this week, man? Uh, yes. I'll be back in New York this Saturday. I will do my first show in Yonkers. Uh-oh. Duck? At Yonkers Comedy Club? <laughs> uh, it is a place called... Uh, is it with Ishmael or Alex? It is with Alex. Okay. It's not, I don't think yeah, it's they're Alex. the only two who do shows in Yonkers that I know of. <laughs> No, uh, Alex. Alex and I are both on the show, but I don't know that. I don't think it's one of his productions. Is it Ishmael's? <laughs> it's probably. It is not an Ishmael uh, joint. Funny guy, Ish, the Edna and the Black Star. Keep going. I'll find it. All right, but yeah, Candace, you got anything going on? Yeah, I'm in a, another comedy festival in. Uh, but St. Louis was dope, by the way. I don't know if I had a chance to speak about that. No, since you didn't I came talk about it. This. 
Yeah, St. Louis is just a cool city. It had really cool people. It's a Midwest town. Like, I, I just always feel like whenever I'm in any kind of Midwest city, there people are always extremely nice. Yeah. Anyway, the Flyover Comedy Festival was amazing. I definitely would recommend it to any comedian who wants to apply next year. All okay. the shows were packed and they were in great venues. Um, and uh, so next month, I have um, another comedy festival in Utah. And I'm very excited about it because I'm checking another state off my list. I had never been to Missouri. I did the St. Louis Fest and I've never been to Utah and I'm doing a Utah Fest um, next month. What's the Utah Fest called? Electric Comedy Festival. Okay. Awesome, man. Yeah. And so in between now and then I have a bunch of, you know, local here and there's, but the big thing is, is my next festival um, in a new state for me. And that's next month, so I'm pretty excited. Go make them Mormons chuckle, awesome. man. Go make them, go make them laugh. Uh, I found the... So, so here's my opening joke. You ready? Take my wives, please. Don't do that. Get, okay. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Sorry. Of course I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that. That is the thing. That you Are say you going to wear rainbow suspenders <laughs> and talk about cancer? <laughs> Of course I'm not going to do that, but it's low-key hilarious to me. <laughs> Are you opening for Kenny Banya? Is that... <laughs> oh, man. What, oh, so what's the name, that, what's the name of that club, Jeff? Uh, it is Cafe 2.0 on the Hudson. It is the Cam and Brown, uh, Kamari Brown and Friends show, uh, which is also featuring Alex Starr. It's awesome. Saturday, December 4th at 6 p.m. Okay, man. I'm proud awesome. Of you. Enjoy. Uh, DJ Marcus is again not doing anything. Uh, oh, and I'll be at Anthony's uh, Busboys and Poets show tomorrow. Night. Awesome. Are you going to perform? Or are you? I intend to. Okay. If he lets me. There you go. Hopefully, he's not mad at me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get too problematic today. I don't. I don't ruin your career too often, Joe. I'm not. I'm not blaming you. <laughs> it's just you yeah, in general. I, just, I was really hoping you would hold back on the homophobia today. I was like, I was like, not today. You saw. Martin, you, you saw how, how careful I was, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was I, like, not I, today, I, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was too. I was. <laughs> oh, I know both of you were sitting sitting there going, "Yeah, he 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 is he is holding his tongue." That's because you asked me oh that question. God. Before the never mind, we'll do that offline. We'll do that offline. But we're getting out of here, folks. It has been fun. It has been real. I am DJ Marcus for DJ Marcus, Joey LaFaro, Candace Augus, the rest of the Die Comedy crew. We are getting out of here. We will see you next time with more fun and more thrills on the Die Comedy Podcast. Bye.
get it into that, but we have to try to shrink it a little bit. I mean, all we have to do is show up to pre-show so we can cut topics and have a tight show. Like, I can't do that on the fly, and I don't know what we're going to get into because no one ever – we're on the air at 9. Or what you can do is once we're at the hour 